Welcome to the Happy Millennials Podcast, the podcast where millennials come to get all the tools, news, tips, and breakthroughs to live a happier and more fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kyle Mackey. Let's get this show started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Kyle Mackey here, and I'm so excited that you're back for the sixth episode of the Happy Millennials Podcast, the podcast where I help people like you, your friends, your family, anybody that you want to get listening on how to get the tools, the tips, the tricks, the breakthroughs, the news, everything related to happiness and creating that in your life so you can live a happier and more fulfilling life on a daily basis. I appreciate that you've been coming back and listening to all these episodes. And if you're loving it, definitely share this with your friends and family because they can learn, they can grow, and they become a happier person because of what they learn on this show. So thanks for taking the time out of your day to constantly keep listening to this show two times a week. I look forward to seeing where the show grows, but without you starting to be the first people to listen to this, it's never going to get to where it can truly be one day. Today, what we're going to talk about is minimalism and materialism in its relationship to happiness. Today, I would consider myself quite the minimalist. I definitely am not as extreme as some people out there, but when I look at myself today versus what I was, say, 10 years ago, I'm quite the different person. Right now, I could pack up my whole livelihood in about two boxes, put into a storage other than my bike and my skis, and that would be it all. Every time I've moved around, it's been so quick to pack up, and it makes me feel quite comfortable actually knowing that I have such few worldly possessions. I could pack it all up and go travel across the world, no questions, no real problems to deal with. It's just pack up and go. When I've traveled in the past, same thing. I just packed up and got out of here. The very first time I had an apartment, I had so many possessions like a couch, a desk, kitchen table, all these other things. But after going traveling that very first time and I got rid of it all, I thought to myself, why do I need all these different things? What do they add to my life? What value does it bring me? And I realized it didn't really bring me much value at all. And that's why I want to talk about minimalism today because I've been reading a few interesting articles on what material goods actually add to people's lives. Right now I'm reading the article off theminimalist.com. This article is written by Lee Hughes. He's a guest writer on this uh, blog. And the article is called Minimalism and Happiness Thoughts Through Scientific Eyes. And I must say that I agree with most of the stuff that I am reading in this article. I think you've all probably heard this before, that when it comes to people's happiness, it doesn't necessarily matter how much money you're making on a daily basis. Once you reach a certain level of financial freedom or income or your dreams, it doesn't matter how much more money you make, it's not going to really make you any happier in your life. For those people who have won millions on the lottery, 
the level of happiness that they had prior to winning is usually the same about six months down the road. Now, why is this? It's because the fundamental things that actually make people happy hasn't changed through this lottery winning process or those who reach high levels of success. That money doesn't necessarily change how happy they are considered to when they were maybe making very little amounts of money in the past. I myself have made between 20000 and all the way above 100000 pretty much every year of my adult life. And I can't say that no matter where I was in that spectrum, my level of happiness pretty much stayed the same. So even when I was making over $100,000, I wasn't any happier than I am now or when I was at my lowest point where I was making only about $20,000 a year. The level of happiness wasn't related to the money I was making. So it didn't matter where on that spectrum I was, I was roughly the same level of happiness through it all. There's a study out there by Chaplin and John back in 2007, and this is stated here in The Minimalist, that says there's a strong link between low self-esteem and materialism. So people who don't really feel that great about themselves tend to want to get more materialistic things in there because they think it'll make them appear on the outset in a much more happy outlook. It'll make it seem like they're doing better for themselves. It'll make them feel as if people are looking at them at a higher standard. But the truth of the matter is, it's not what other people think that bring you happiness. It's the way that you feel inside. And so, again, it doesn't really matter what you're spending your money on because these things that you're buying are only going to be a very short-term increase in your overall happiness. You could buy a car, and that first time you hop in it, you might be excited. But the more you drive that car, ultimately, it's just getting you from point A to point B. And it's like that with every single thing you purchase. It's a short high but that high generally doesn't last. It might be why there's some people who are addicted to spending money and just buying a bunch of things out there because they get that short little high. Myself, I really like board games. And that is one thing that I spend money on. It's the thing that I have the largest collection of. And it's still not that large. I might have like 25, 30 board games, which to some people are probably like, damn, that is huge. But I get some joy out of it in that initial bit when I play it for the first few times. But now when I look at my collection, half of those games I probably haven't even touched in the last year. And it really makes you start to think, are these bunch of games actually bringing me happiness? Are they bringing me joy? Are they improving my life in any sort of way? So we now realize that money is not going to make you any happier. If you don't believe me, Just try to think of the different times in your life when you've made different monies. And did that really change anything? If you're with me on that, let's take a little deeper dive into what minimalism actually is. So according to a quote from Colin Wright, he says that what minimalism is, 
really all about is the reassessment of your priorities so that you can strip away the excess stuff, the possessions and ideas and relationships and activities that don't bring value to your life. That's what minimalism essentially is. The things that you have in your life can be great, but if you just have such a large abundance of possessions and ideas and relationships, and you do all these different activities, if you're just doing it to fill your life, you might be missing out on some of the things that are truly bringing you value. So as I said, myself, I really like to buy board games. But if I think of the possessions that actually probably bring me the most joy, it's probably actually my skis. I love going snowboarding. I mean, I love going skiing, not snowboarding. I'm a horrible snowboarder. I don't know why I said that. But one time I did go snowboarding, I literally could not stay off my face the whole time. My hand was down, and the moment that hand disappeared, face straight into the snow. But anyways, back to possessions. The one possession that probably brings me more joy than anything else are my skis. And I bought good skis. But the reason why I bought those good skis is that I can have a better experience altogether. Relationships. I would say when I was younger, I had a lot of okay friendships. And now as I'm getting older, I have few but really good friendships. And those really good friendships mean a whole lot more to me. The activities that I do. When I was younger, I tried to be out every single night doing something different. Now I might not do things as often, but the things that I do, the activities that I partake in, I enjoy that much more. So when we look at this, what does this truly tell us? It's that those material possessions are not going to make us any happier in the long term. They're very short-lived. What is it that actually makes us happier? is the experiences that we have on a daily basis. It could be the experiences that we have from our strong relationships, from doing those activities that we truly love, from those few, but those possessions that truly mean stuff to us. You can spend your money on all the material things in the world, but eventually that's just going to be another thing that's just sitting there in the background that's brought you joy for just a few moments and then it's buried away for the rest of your life. Or you can take all your money and the income that you make and spend it on things that are actually going to be new and exciting, memories that are going to last a lifetime, stories that you can share with your friends, your family, your grandchildren as you get older. Because it's these experiences that are actually going to move on with you. They're always going to be part of your own one identity. And when you think back of some of your greatest stories in your life, how does that make you feel? It probably fills you up with joy. If something doesn't fill you up with joy, what was its true purpose? When I think of the possessions that I have, the clothes that I have, shoes, my bike, my computer, my phone, 
I can't say a lot of these things bring me a lot of joy. But to me, these are just the few essential things that I need, and that's why I have them. I need a computer to communicate with friends to do some work. I need clothes because you can't walk outside naked, or at least you'll probably get in trouble if you do. I have my bike to get myself around. But they all have a purpose. To me, the things that I've spent my money on the most that mean the most is the travel that I've taken. I've traveled all around the world and experienced some incredible things. I've met some absolutely amazing individuals and I've learned more from them. And when I think of those happiest moments in my life, it's from the travel and the experience that I've had, like jumping out of a plane or scuba diving in Malaysia or ziplining in, I think it was here in Vancouver, but before I actually moved here. These are the things that truly stick with me. And I can just, when I think of those, the emotion, the feelings inside, they just really light me up. So again, when we're thinking of what actually makes us happy, it's usually not those possessions. If you think of what those true things are that made you happy and made you feel good, it is the experience that might have been related to those products or maybe something that's completely unrelated. If you don't believe me in this, that's okay. But just try to take a moment to truly look at your life and think of the things that brought you the most joy. I think in the show... I don't know what it's actually called, but in the Netflix series where there's that Asian lady who helps people clear their apartments of all their clutter. The one thing she says to everybody is, and this is how they remove the junk from their life, their clutter, is when you think of this item, when you hold it in your hand, does it bring you joy? Does it bring you happiness? If it doesn't, get rid of it. And I think from a minimalistic perspective and its effect on happiness, any materialistic thing that you have, if it doesn't bring you joy, if it doesn't bring you happiness, it's probably not necessary in your life. So just take that into consideration the next time you're going to buy something. Think to yourself, will this actually bring me prolonged joy, enjoyment, Or am I simply buying this to try to boost my self-esteem or just to make myself look good or just to have this one thing? If you don't actually think it's going to improve your overall life and make you happier, maybe reconsider if that's actually something you want to add to it. Moving on to another article that I have here in front of me from One Green Planet, and it's written by Jill Levine. She talks about what things minimalists do that actually help increase their happiness. And I'm going to go through the list here and I'm going to build on some of the ideas that she has because I think her list overall is an extremely well-designed list. Jill talks about that millennials, they know that material, not millennials, minimalists, they know that material goods don't bring lasting happiness. 
And that's pretty much all that I just spoke of in that last article. Those materialistic things won't bring lasting happiness. It's going to be a very short-lived rush that you're going to get from buying something new. And then before you know it, it's just going to be sitting there in the corner and you're going to be wondering to yourself, why did I ever buy that? The next thing that Jill says is that minimalists are conscious about each purchase that they make. If they don't think it's going to increase their overall happiness, if it's not going to increase their quality of life, they're not going to buy it. So myself, as I said earlier, skis, probably one of the best purchases I've made in the past few years because I absolutely love skiing and I go skiing a lot. So to improve my overall experience with skiing, having a good pair of skis obviously has a huge impact on that. If I were to buy one materialistic thing right now, it'd probably be that I would buy a new bike. My bike is probably about 12 to 15 years old. And it gets me from place to place, but it's not the most smooth ride. It could be a lot more comfortable. And for me to spend that money to have a more comfortable ride, one that I don't have to really like struggle to turn those gears, well, that to me would be a purchase worth going for. Because the overall experience from having that nicer bike would be lasting. It wouldn't just be like, yeah, I bought a $10,000 bike. No, it would make my rides around the city just like, yeah, that's a lot more comfortable on my behind. Yeah, my legs don't have to work as hard. Yeah. Can you think of that now? Imagine riding a horrible bike, one where the gears barely move, or riding one that has smooth gears. You can imagine that that nicer one would be a more enjoyable experience. Sort of like a car. If you have a car that's absolutely atrocious, like the door is hanging hanging off, next time you open it, it might literally fall off the car. It's probably not going to be a car you want to drive for that much longer. But whether you upgrade from this beater up of a car that's worth like 250 bucks and jump up to a $20,000 car, or whether you go from there up to a $200,000 car, Honestly, in the end, you're probably going to feel exact same level of excitement. Eventually, it's going to fade away, and eventually, it's just going to be a ride to get you from one place to another. So go with that $20,000 car because it's going to do what you need, which is just going to make a more enjoyable experience from getting yourself from A to B, but the same level of increasement from a $20,000 car to a $200,000 car that extra 180000 is going to wear off probably pretty quick. The next thing that Jill says is that minimalists fix their items instead of buying something new. And I would have to say out of her whole list of things, this is probably the thing I do the least of because I'm not good at fixing things. Sometimes it is just much easier to buy something new. But she has something else on this list which I think relates to this. And it's the fact that Minimalists often buy things of higher quality. So ideally, those things aren't breaking down as much. Because one thing that I really think is important to myself that brings me the most happiness is having complete control over my time. 
If things are constantly breaking down, well, those breakdowns now have control of my time. But by buying more quality items, it might delay or totally eliminate the chance of things breaking down. So yes, a lot of minimalists will fix the things that they have. My bike, I don't plan on ever fixing. When it dies, it is absolutely garbage and I will probably not fix it again. But my skis, for example, those were a really big investment and something that I absolutely love. But I love the experience, so it was worth trying to fix. Earlier this season, I took a huge gouge as I went over a rock at Whistler and I spent the money to fix it up because I could have been like, ah, just run these into the ground. But that would just be a waste. And I already get so much joy out of these skis that I have. So just keep those ones that I have. The next thing on Jill's list is borrow instead of buy. And I was actually just thinking about this today. All the board games that I have, I have 25 or 30 or whatever it is. It would have made almost more sense if I would have just bought one board game. And instead of just keep adding to this collection, play this game until I can't stand it anymore. Or maybe not quite that far. So that way if I ever invited over to a friend and they have this game, I'm not like, no, I'm not touching that game. But at least play the game until I've gotten my lasting level of joy out of it and then trade it with somebody. A lot of people like board games. But then I can share that joy with somebody else and I can give them this game that has brought me joy for the last few months and then they can share with me something that's brought them joy for the last few months. So I don't need that huge collection that just takes a space in the wall and makes it so that way when I move next time, one of those two boxes what I can pack everything up into is one of the boxes just a bunch of board games. Another thing that Jill puts out there is that minimalists have less clothes. And this one, I really think strongly of. I think I've talked actually in another podcast where some of the most successful people in the world, they will have just a few pairs of pants and a few pairs of shirts, and they're all the same. They don't think about it all. They just have as little as they can possibly have. They rotate through it, and that's that. And myself, that's sort of the same sort of philosophy I have. The only thing is I do have different shirts because that's just what I purchased, and they're pretty old, and they're just holding on. But now, anytime anytime I do buy something new clothes-wise, I generally buy Lululemon, and I'm going to tell you all a hack here in case you don't know it. They have one of the best return policies ever. So if the clothes ever rip or fall apart, you just bring it back. Doesn't matter if it's one year old, five years old, they'll replace it. So I buy Lululemon clothes for pretty much everything outside of t-shirts. I have just two pairs of pants. They're Lululemon and I just alternate back and forth between those two. I got my workout clothes, Lululemon, just got my couple of pairs of everything. And then I have a bunch of t-shirts. But as I replace these t-shirts, I'm definitely moving more in the trend where they're all the same color and I can just rotate through those. Minimalists have less color, have less clothes, which also according to this list means less laundry, which means more time for yourself because laundry sucks. If you like laundry, that's cool for you. Now the next thing on Jill's list is the one that lights me up the most. And when I think about this, 
it is the thing that excites me the most for the future. I don't know if any of you watch the YouTube channel, Living Big in a Tiny House. It's one of my favorite shows that I watch. It is a YouTube show, but I watch it every Friday. It is the only thing that I watch every single week without a doubt. And it's on tiny homes. Because Jill says that being a minimalist, you live more with less stuff means you can have a smaller home. And people want to live in some of the biggest footprints ever. They think they need three bedrooms when it's just a couple living together. And yes, one could be a home office. And if you do work from home, that makes maybe a little bit of sense. But then you need a living room and a family room and a dining room and a kitchen. But if we just think of that footprint, you don't need all this stuff. And the coolest thing about this is if you change your perspective and only buy a small home, whether it's a tiny home or just a more small footprint. By not going with that bigger, lavish house, you can save that money and start to have more financial freedom and experiencing more of what the world has to offer. Because again, going back to that previous article, ultimately, what minimalism is trying to do is trying to create a level of financial freedom So that way we can have more experiences. And by going with a smaller house, that is definitely something we can do. So continuing on with the list, we've got three more things. And then we're going to wrap up this show. But I already spoke on this earlier. And it's the fact that minimalists don't necessarily buy cheap stuff. They buy quality things. Things that are going to last a lot longer. Because by buying a lot longer, there's a lot less waste that goes with it. And then you can build an attachment and joy with that single product that's going to last a long time and you can feel a lot more connected to it. And then you don't have to waste that money of constantly buying things over and over and over again. It also means that you don't have to affect the world as much. And knowing that you're making a positive impact on the world by not potentially wasting plastics and containers, it does start to make you feel good after a while. I myself do try to minimize my waste. I'm not as extreme as some people out there. I don't do like the one jar of garbage for the year because that is pretty extreme. But when I go to get a coffee, I never get a takeaway cup. I always have it in a mug. I either bring my own or if I'm going to be sitting there, I bring that there. But going back to the higher quality items... By buying these higher quality items, it makes you feel good about the product that you have. And knowing that that product is going to be with you for a long time makes it so you can actually get attached to that thing in a beneficial way because you can have more experience with it. But then moving on to the next thing, it's that people don't get attached to their belongings. Because, again, it's not getting attached to a product that's going to move away quicker what you're actually getting attached to is the experience that you're going to be able to continuously have with these products. Again, everything relates back to the experience. And that's what minimalists are trying to do. They're trying to enhance their overall experience in life because it's the experiences, the growth, the adventures that actually bring joy and happiness. In order to make these quality things last they need to take really good care of them which happens to be the next thing on the list 
I don't just throw my skis around. I try to take care of them. After I'm done skiing them, I wipe them off and then I put them away in a safe place so that way they don't get damaged. Unless I go over another rock and then I scrape the bottoms up again. But let's hope I don't do that. But most important of all, that minimalists do, and this relates to one of my previous episodes or the bonus episode with the gratitude journal. Minimalists are gracious or thankful for the things they have. They don't have a lot of things, but the things they have, they're thankful for. And if you can just be thankful for the things you have, that right there alone will start increasing your overall happiness in life. So reflect on everything I said today. I don't expect you to change everything about yourself, but if there's just one thing that you could have got or received out of this whole podcast and start implementing it into your life, you're going to notice that it's going to start to make little changes in your life. If I can ask you just one thing, though, one thing above all else, start to focus more on the experience. Because the experiences is what actually brings you joy. If you can focus on the experience and fully embrace it and take it all in, I can guarantee you, you're going to start to feel happier each and every day. With that said, have yourselves all an amazing day. Start progressing in that minimalistic lifestyle. Or more importantly, just stop focusing on those materialistic things. Because materialistic things don't bring you happiness. Experience does. Thanks for checking in. I can't wait to talk to you next next podcast. This is coming out Thursday. So that means... Next Monday, we'll have the next podcast, and I can't wait to share the next podcast with you all. Thanks for checking in, and I look forward to Monday. Have a great weekend, great day. Happy days to you all. Bye.